He's amused Cam Newton. He's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know now, would you have scheduled this game? He's interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go, Tario. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. I see, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Graham. It is a Wednesday drive where we learn today it is absolutely impossible for the ACC media to give Wake Forest any preseason love. Absolutely impossible. I feel like Bart Simpson at the chalkboard. I promise I will not get worked up by ACC preseason polls. I promise I will not get worked up by ACC preseason polls. But day after day, year after year, here we are where I'm scratching my head saying, what does Dave Clawson have to do? What does Wake Forest have to do for somebody, a larger body of people that supposedly follow this league to give them any love, any deserved respect? Now, I know Clawson and the players and many of the people that follow Wake, frankly, are long past the point of caring what the larger ACC media think. They've had this conditioned into them. They didn't expect to get any love. But as somebody who is not emotionally attached to these teams and tries to look at things subjectively and actually cares about the greater ACC media body, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that when I look at the all-ACC preseason list that dropped an hour ago, I see one guy representing the Atlantic champs from last year. Then I look at the preseason player of the year, and it's Devin Leary from NC State getting the most votes, Sam Hartman number two from Wake. Yesterday, I spoke to the reasons why I would not rank NC State ahead of Wake Forest in the Atlantic Division, but understood why some people did it. A lot of it had to do with NC State's defense. Really good last year. You're bringing back your leading tackler from two years ago, Peyton Wilson, who only played in two games last year. Your entire linebacking core is back. It might be one of the best defenses in America. I understand that. What is the argument for Devin Leary over Sam Hartman? Somebody explain that to me like I'm five. Please. Sam Hartman is a better choice for player of the year. He was my vote. If you wanted to vote Tyler Van Dyke because of Josh Gaddis and Cristobal in Miami being air quote back, I'd get that. But Leary? If we're under the assumption that State's not going to win the Atlantic, and the media agrees with that because the media picked Clemson to win the league, what's the case for Leary over Sam Hartman? Help me out. This is much more egregious than State getting more votes than Wake in the Atlantic Division. Because this is about the individual, not the team. What's the argument for the individual? Sam, Dar- Sam Hartman was objectively, not subjectively, objectively a better player than Devin Leary was last year. What metric do you care to look at? Touchdown passes? Sam Hartman had four more. Passing yards? 800 more for Sam Hartman. 800! He had nine more touchdown runs. His team won more games. 
They won head-to-head. They won the Atlantic Division. Sam had objectively a better season than Devin Leary did. But that's last year, Josh. Okay. Projecting to this year. This is an individual award. Sam Hartman, there is also no question, objectively, has more support around him this year than Devin Leary does. Devin Leary lost the best left tackle in America, the Panthers' Iki Aquanu, lost his two top running backs, his favorite target the last few years in Emeka Mamezi, one of the most productive state receivers in decades. Meanwhile, Sam Hartman has the guy who ended up being preseason All-ACC, A.T. Perry back. Donovan Green, who was supposed to be the best wide receiver last year, if not for an offseason injury, he's back. Pretty much his entire offensive line is back. Christian Turner in the backfield's back. Justice Ellison joining him in the backfield's back. That's an unbelievable supporting cast. Broyles Award finalist, best assistant in college football. Warren Ruggiero owes his OC. He's back. It's about Wake Forest. It's not about Sam Hartman. It's not about reason. It's not about logic. We've broken that all down. The reason why Sam Hartman is not the ACC preseason player of the year is because he plays at Wake Forest. Plain and simple. And that is disappointing to me. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, 336-777-1600 is the phone number. Here's the news from day one of Panthers training camp. It's underway in Spartanburg. Cornerbacks. That is the conversation. Not quarterback, cornerback. J.C. Horn joining Shaq Thompson on the physically unable to perform list this morning. Yesterday, Matt Rule said that everybody reported to camp that we thought would report, the exception being Rashawn Melvin for personal reasons. Today, it was announced Rashawn Melvin is retiring. We hope that everything's okay with Rashawn. Same position group, J.C. Horn and Rashawn Melvin. Those are the two big news nuggets. And when you couple that with the losses of A.J. Boye and Stephon Gilmore in the offseason, you've got some Panther fans, hashtag Panthers Twitter, saying that they're concerned about the cornerbacks group. Take a breath. Will Dalton, I know you're a big Panther fan. Take a breath. It's okay. Just telling you. Okay. That's good. Will Dalton's the executive producer of this show. Hello, Will. You doing okay? Doing well. Are you too worried? I'm I'm not overly just, concerned. Just checking, making sure. Yeah. It's day one of training camp. Be vigilant. I'm not concerned about the Panthers' corners either. Mm-mm. The JC injury is not a big deal, dot, 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 yet. Neither is Shaq Thompson's. It's day one of camp. It's going to be okay, I think. This was Matt Rule updating us on JC Horn. All right, guys, I'm sure you guys are going to ask me about the, the JC. You know, um, uh, experienced a little bit of soreness, discomfort, you know, uh, you know after um, uh, co- coming off of yesterday. So we um, uh, made the decision to put him on pup just to protect him. Hold him out. Uh, he's chomping at the bit to practice, wanted to practice, but just thought it was best precaution. Not something we're concerned about uh, long term, but just thought it was best to, to ease him into it. Um, and that, that will kind of be a day-by-day thing based on the doctors. Soreness where? His foot. That's the little piece that's concerning, that he has soreness 
on the foot that he had surgery on that forced him to miss pretty much all of last year. Without Rashawn Melvin, there's an open roster spot for Carolina now. It'll be interesting to see how they fill that spot. Once again, I hope everything's okay with him. Rashawn Melvin was going to have difficulty making this roster anyway. He was one of those borderline guys, and it depends on how many corners Carolina plans to keep because despite losing Boye and Gilmore and not having Melvin around anymore, corner is still the deepest position on this team, in my opinion. You got a very solid top three in J.C., Dante Jackson, and C.J. Henderson, who they traded for, former top 10 pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it'll be interesting to see given Carolina is likely to have three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster, where does that cut come? Where, Who is the player that otherwise would make the team that isn't going to anymore because of the quarterbacks, keeping three of them? Usually, last year, I think they kept 10 corners. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Will they even be able to keep nine? I don't know. You, you got some other guys that you like, like Keith Taylor and Miles Hartsfield. Those are rotational piece players at corner, but that's the spot I think there's going to be the most competition that does not change today with the Rashawn Melvin news and even the injury to J.C. Horn. Dots in with us, six-man of Tar Heel basketball. Got his six-man shirt. You know it. Where can people find your merch? Um, rlamarclothing.com. Still it's waiting like, for my free T-shirt. No, no, no. I got you a package coming. I had to, R. Lamar, he was having some issues with his site. It was really a, uh, um, it's interesting that you asked me that because the site just got, came back active this past weekend. But the um, six-man shirts are there. Black is available. Blue is available. White is available. And gray. Hashtag print the shirts. dot. We're going to play Who's to Say in a second. Yeah, I have no clue who's to say. That's just the name of the segment. Yeah. We don't know what we're getting into. Actually, let's just get this thing started. It's off the cuff. Hmm. If you want to steer the ship in whatever direction you like, 336-777-1600 or on Twitter at WSJS Radio. I put this out on Twitter earlier today. Hmm. I'm starting to put together my full schedule for the college football season each Saturday. And week one really conflicted. My Pirates are going to be hosting a top 15, top 20 ranked NC State team in Greenville, America. Mm. On the mountain, Carolina's going to Appalachian State for the first time ever. Mm. And since they're no longer conference opponents... You could go to bigger venues for the Aggie Eagle Classic, and that's what's happening with A&T playing Central in the opener, not later in the year, in the opener, September mm. 3rd, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, home of the Panthers, Aggie Eagle Classic. Which of those three? See, this is tough for you because you've got the six-man shirt on. Right. And nobody reps HBCUs like you do. Right. You can go to one game. Where are you going? I have to go Aggie Eagle in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. It's huge. It's huge for the culture. It's huge for the two programs. And I'm a huge supporter. Like, I love um, UNC Chapel Hill. No doubt about it. 
but I'm a product of an HBCU. And I will always support them and always magnify them as much as possible. However, that Carolina trip to Appalachia State, that one right there is a doozy. How about you do both, Dot? First time ever. Is First it time possible ever. to do both? See, Carolina give, apps. Give me, give me a reason. Give me a way where I can do both, Josh, and I will do both. Carolina app is a noon kickoff, and Boone's only two hours away from Charlotte, 730 kick for A&T. Mm. And Central. Mm. So the noon kick, that game's over at 3. Nah, you'll probably leave that stadium around 4 o'clock. Football but, games run long, three and a half hours. Get to your car, you're on the mountain. So it still gets me to Charlotte by 6, 6.30. That's right. Games at 7.30. Right in kickoff time. Right to hit the track. I could possibly do both. You talk about off the chain. WD, do you like that as an idea? I love it. I what a day that would yeah, be. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm just going to go to the Carolina app game. Yeah. Are you? I've never been to app Yeah. for a game. Crazy. Just because of all the stuff Ooh. I do with the ACC Big Four. So I'm going to go on the mountain for the first time. And they're hosting Carolina. That's going to be one heck of a game, Josh. Yeah. I'll be at the ECU game. I'm sending WD really? to Greenville. Yeah. That'll really? be my first first game over there. You say you've been there before, but you've never been inside the stadium? Right. Okay. Right. He was experiencing the tailgate scene, but you've never... Yeah. That those was people are going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The irates, as West Durham likes to call them, hmm. facing NC State. But you let us know what you think at 777-1600. Which of those three games going to have the best atmosphere. That Aggie Eagle going to have a 704 so teed. Oh. That Aggie Eagle is going to have the 704 so teed. It's going to be Graham. it's going to be a huge A&T crowd though, right? Oh no, it's going to be a huge central crowd too. Like you got to understand like No, cent- I mean what is that 50-50 split or is it going to be 60-40 A&T? Oh yeah, 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 probably 60-40. That's A&T. what I'm saying. No They're going to be more Aggie Yes, fans. because they're, I mean, Auntie's a bigger school. Like, they, yeah. their, their alumni is ridiculous, and they travel extremely well. Mm-hmm. But the reality is Central has a huge, huge support system as well. And just the, the history of that game, like, it has a name, the Aggie Eagle Classic. Like, that game is so known that Eagles, like, our, our, our friend, uh, Charles Whitfield, mm-hmm. he went to Central. You know, Fred Whitfield went to Central. So those guys are going to be in that area. Like, it's going to be a very, very, very uh, uh, festive time in the 704. WD, what should we be talking about and who's to say right now? What's on your mind right now? Well, Dot was just telling me that the Cobras have a playoff game on Saturday. Playoffs? We do, man. We're talking about playoffs? You're darn right we are. First time in a couple years, man. We have a playoff game in Greensboro Saturday, man. At the Coliseum? We're excited about it, too. Playoffs? Yeah, man. Playoffs. I might be making an appearance for that. I told WD, man, y'all should come. Josh has been talking about he's going to come for years. I'll be in Myrtle. See, he's always somewhere. He's always booked and busy, Well, one weekend was my wedding, (laughs) Dot. Come on. And another weekend was my bachelor party. I know it was your wedding. I missed that game because I was at said wedding. So I <laughs> You're know. a groomsman, right? Yeah, I was a groomsman okay, in the Just making way. sure. And we all swag surf at the end. It was amazing, WD. Uh, it was. It was a it. great time. I was recording secret conversations, and you I gave a video to And Joshua Robbie not Graham. knowing what planet he was on. Woo! I'm, <laughs> I'm prepared for WD to let me down later today. How? So tomorrow we're doing At the Movies. Yep. And WD said that he's going to watch not just part one, but part two of The Godfather. 
Not going to happen. That's six hours and 17 minutes. Not going to happen. I'm about it. Nah. Have you started? No. Not going to happen, Then my when boy. are you going to watch it? Literally as soon as I get home from here. Okay. No. During dinner. All right. While I'm co- Actually, I'm going to start it while I'm cooking dinner. Don't know what I'm cooking yet. I'm telling you, Josh, I'm going to do I'm it. I'm going to get to the studio tomorrow. No, He's going to be watching it. No. Yeah. Trying you to cram it that. in. He's gonna, it's, it's, it's no way you can watch I, both of those. Sure I can. Back to back at night. No. <laughs> By the way, somebody was telling me on Twitter, shout out Art on Twitter. He was saying um, that part three is not that good. Yeah, you don't need to watch part three. Okay. I, I don't even acknowledge it yeah. exists. He was like, are you going to watch part three? I'm like, I'm sure it'll get added to the list at some no, point. No, 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 it will not. Uh, okay, you heard <laughs> part, that. Part three doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't think I've seen either one of the Godfathers all the way through. Really? No, See? I don't think I've seen it. See, I've been rewatching, or I've been watching a lot of movies for the first time and rewatching some stuff in the last week. That's what I do. At night, when Sarah Bradford goes to bed, because we're getting used to living with each other and all that stuff, like, she goes to bed probably around like 10 o'clock. I go to bed around 12 30, 1 o'clock. Right. So while I'm putting together notes for the next day's show, I just have a movie on all the time. Usually it's games from mm-hmm. September through April. Right. But during the summer, it's movies. Right. So just the last few nights, I had 27 dresses watched with Sarah Bradford. She was off. Predator. Hadn't seen that before, so I watched that. Did you watch I, The Gray Man? Is it The Gray Man? Uh, on Netflix? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. I didn't watch that. Sarah Bradford's interested in it. Yeah, we watched it. It was a good? It's getting a sequel, apparently. Yeah, it was decent. It was. A, there were a lot of far-fetched parts, but yeah. I liked them for trying to push the envelope. I rewatched uh, There Will Be Blood last night. I've never seen There Will Be Blood. I've never heard of it. Oh, that's probably going to be the movie from this last, from the 21st century so far that people look at 50, 60 years from now and say, that's probably the best movie that's been made. Like the, the highest quality movie, the way that people talk about The Godfather, the way that people talk about Citizen Kane, they look at There Will Be Blood, they'll be like, wow, that's probably the best acted movie of the 21st century, that might be the best movie altogether because of the man that directed it, Paul Thomas Anderson, who also did The Master, he did Boogie Nights, really good director. Hmm. So, yeah, just rewatch that again. Uh, anything you plan to do? See, last year was your first season doing stuff with Carolina basketball, and you had those relationships already with the team before you. we saw you so publicly doing what you did. But I'd imagine a lot of folks with the football program were at basketball games too and saw it and thought, well, how can we capitalize on this during football season? Is there anything in the works? I mean, you know, I, I would love to reach out to different organizations. I've been to the gymnastics meets and to the women's basketball games. Mm. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, but I have to remember that I'm only one person. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <and> my, <laughs> my, 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 my obligation and my responsibility is to be the sixth man for Carolina basketball, men's basketball. And if I can, you know, go out to other events and and, and, and participate from time to time, I would love to do that. I'll tell you this. The beauty of football is only six or seven of those a <laughs> right, year. Right, right. That's fair. That's fair. I'm lucky, man. Because and they I, tailgated those. Oh, absolutely. If anything, that's why I'm so excited about the Aggie Eagle. You talk about tailgates, it's going to be crazy. Now, like And, and like, the reality is I – um. I just picked up a deal where I might be hitting on a tour for seven different games, HBCU games. Yo! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm about this close. I'll be letting you know something very, That'd very That would be soon. really cool. But, yeah, I'm super excited. And the first game is going to be the Aggie Eagle. So I'm excited about that, too. Heck, yeah, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at yeah. you. Getting stuff done. Always Seriously. working, man. Uh-huh. Always working. Down.
I have no doubt that there will probably be more people at Aggie Eagle than the other two just because of the size of the stadium. I have no doubt they will have the best halftime show. Oof. I'm not going to concede tailgate. Oof. I'm not going to concede it. Really? Because NC State and East Carolina fans together in Greenville? But y'all don't Eastern tailgate. style barbecue? The way that they cook that stuff out there, Dot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I gotta go. I, I I can't speak on it because I've never experienced. And it, I so haven't I'm not experienced Aggie Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're both. Yeah, we've experienced two different worlds. Yeah, Don. but I'm telling you, it's just hard to compete with that Aggie Eagle homecoming vibe. I don't say that lightly either. Yeah, I'm not diminishing it's it. It's just tough. I'm just speaking very highly about the tailgate scene. Yeah. I won't say the atmosphere is going to be better in the stadium. Yeah. Than Aggie Eagle. Or even App Carolina in that matter. But tailgate? Yeah. They have sayings on shirts out there out east. Purple shirts that say, we've never lost the tailgate. That's what they're about out there. <laughs> wow. For real. <laughs> okay. That's been who's to say. Who's to say? And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're on The Drive with Josh Graham. Dot. Six mandatory heel basketball. Hang yeah. on. We're going to play grammar school in just a second. That's right. Darren Vott's going to join us in an hour. He's got the lottery numbers. I saw him on television the other night doing the lottery. It blew my mind. He does do it. I was like, yo, that's Darren Vott. I text Josh immediately. Like, did I just see Darren Vott on my television screen reading out lottery numbers? You know, it's up to a billion dollars. Is that right? Yeah. Is it? Nobody won the $810 million last night, so it's over a billion dollars right now. You might need to text DV and see if he's got some of those numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He That'd doesn't. He doesn't, by the <laughs> yeah. way. But if he did, he would have been at that. Let's get to grammar school. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Damn. Thanks a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School. That's right time for another episode of grammar school and i'm it's funny because i'm talking to my son and he's he had to catch an uber to meet me up here hey uber driver yeah and when he hops in the uber the uber recognizes him wd did he yeah recognizes him my daughter said hey y'all b dot's kids is that a good move if if you don't know the person hey you're b dot's kids i don't know initially i felt real awkward like oh my god if their mom would have known that that happened she would have freaked out right now like if i told carla she would be going crazy right now hey uber driver yeah we're talking to you you uber driver we're talking to you you with dot's kids zay what's happening yeah 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 (laughs) what do you say get him here safely (laughs) thanks josh <laughs> nah, man. Thank you. Hold Five down, star man. rating. Get my folks here, man. Stay Five stars. Down with it. Like, uh, like Shaq Thompson carpooling with Baker Mayfield yesterday. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. You better tip this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Get him here safely. Thank you very much, Uber driver, ma'am. All right. It's time for grammar school. Josh Graham, I have three words or phrases here for you of the urban vernacular. But first, you have a word of the carcastic persuasion that you would like to toss to me. Not a word, a name. Oh, my gosh. Sports related. 
Maybe. Who's the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes? <laughs> or a player. Give me a player. <laughs> we talking hockey? Is that Chris Rock or Chris Tucker? Give me a member of Jodeci. I have no idea. Give me one member of Jodeci. That's what you just asked me. One member. <laughs> Tell me one Exactly. It's the Carolina Hurricanes. Exactly. Like. I've never been I don't to know a what game. the equivalent. I don't know what the urban equivalent would be. One member of. <laughs> name one member of New Edition. Can you do that? <laughs> Which one was Lil Wayne in? <laughs> no. That's cash money. That's hot boys. That's the hot boys. Oh, that's it. Bobby Brown was a new addition. Uh, All right. I don't know the coach for the give, give me my Do buzzer. we have a sound do we have a sounder that might help B dot out? What? Maybe. A sounder that <laughs> What's Mr. Svechnikov's first name? Mr. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Svechnikov. Andre Svechnikov Andre. is his name. That's, a, no that's an X. We tried to help you. I wouldn't have gotten that. You thought I knew his first name because of his He's last name? Russian. Being... How, what Russian name would you come up with first? Drago. Like Sergey or Andre? Or... Drago. Eh, that's pretty good. Ivan. Okay, what's the... Nikita Koloff. <laughs> Who is... Um, that? Who's Ivan Drago, uh, Drago WD? He's well, the villain in Rocky, right? There we go, hey! WD. Hey! I did myself a damn bell. Hey! What is... Okay, if I need help... Which I'm probably going to. 336-777-1600 if you want it. What's some good bump? Some good bump? Yep. And I'm going to let you know right now, you can get that stupid look off your face. It is not a sexual reference. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He peeked from under his hat all scary like a fifth grader. What's some good bump? You can see why my head went there first. Yes, absolutely. 777-1600. If you saw some good bump, what did you see? Hmm. I'm going to say. If Zay's still in the car listening, he's there going to scream and like, come on, Josh. Good bump. Yeah. I feel like I know what it is. All right. Help me out. Then, WD. You're my lifeline. Just some good music. Like some good. Oh, like good bumps. Good, yeah. Good, good bops. Yeah. Can that least... apply to radio? Can radio be a good bump? No. Okay, what is it? Yeah, and that's wrong. Oh! That was a good idea. I like the yeah. way you went with it because, you know, you would music think. does bump from time mm-hmm. to time. But some good bump is some good basketball run. When you see some good basketball, that's a, that's a, that's oh. a, that's a key, uh, uh, I guess, a nickname for basketball. You will hear that a lot, Josh Graham, especially in your line of work. You'll be in the locker Thank room you. and they'll say, hey, man, we had some good bump tonight, man. I, you know, it was some live action. Hey, and in, in case... You, if you're trying to get more into the sports realm in the state of North Carolina, you might run into Rod Brindamore, who's the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're learning things right. here, right? Rod Brindamore. So we're I have seen that Rod name Rod Brindamore. Yeah, Brindamore. my childhood hero. There we go. And now um, he's a friend of mine. That's pretty cool. What's number two? What's that dragon? That this dragon. Is a, I think you did this one before. Have I done this one before? I think this is... Bad breath. That is bad breath. Yeah, they got that dragon. (laughs) (laughs) B dot's done. He's done. That's it, man. Got that dragon. Because they used it perfectly. They got that dragon. Uh Yeah. 
Is there anybody <laughs> that you think of for, that comes to mind initially? Not Sarah Bradford. No. Nope. What? Not her. That's not what I'm thinking. Not her. <laughs> here, right. come, here come your children. Last word. Come on here, children. Last word. What does it mean? It's stuck. It's it stuck. Yes, it's stuck. S-T-U-C-K. It's stuck. What does that mean? I assume you wouldn't give me anything. And what might does, make things uncomfortable. What for does the Isaiah children. have on? He does have on a hoodie and like long, long sleeve pants. I told you. I told he you. He does. <laughs> we got some dancing going on in the nah, studio. I had, to, I had to stop her. It was about to get teed up. Can I use Zay as a source? Possibly. Yeah. If okay. you want to use Put on Zay, the headset real quick. If you want to use Zay as a lifeline, let's you get, can use Zay. Let's get Zay in here real quick. Yeah. All right. We got I, I hear somebody has a sweet sixteen coming up. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Put those headphones on. Let me know if you can hear. Mouth put your mouth to the microphone so we can hear you. Can you hear? Hey Zay. I can't hear anything. You, you can't, can't hear anything? Well let me help you out now. How about now? Okay, I can hear. All okay, right. now you can hear. Okay. First off. Could you hear us talking to your Uber driver? Yeah, she started laughing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Uber driver. Uber man. driver. Yeah. Five stars for you. Five stars for you, Uber Say, driver. Say, why are you in 90 degree heat wearing a full jumpsuit? See, because I always wear jumpsuits and hoodies and Nike Techs. I don't know why. It's just, I don't really get hot. You and you and Baker Mayfield both. When Lastly, you that cool, you don't get hot, bro. That's right. Yeah. Lastly, yeah. it's stuck. What does that mean? It's stuck. Yeah. Pause. Nah, no, nah, no pause. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no pause. It's stuck. Like if if you if somebody oh, say it's stuck. Oh, like, like, I don't know. Like if somebody has beef and they say it's stuck, then it's stuck at that. They're not gonna be cool again. I'm gonna go with that. Are you, is that your final? That's answer? my final answer. You're going with the guy who's wearing a freaking Nike suit yes. in 90 degree weather. Yes, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Zay. He's got a birthday next week. He knows. He knows what it means to be stuck. Yep, stuck at the top. He's 100 percent correct. Yeah. Like father, like son. If it's yep. stuck, we beefing and we not coming off that. It's stuck. Like we never, we're never ever gonna be straight. It's stuck. Yep. yep. How many people do you have like that in your life? Where it's stuck. stuck. Yeah. No, nah, I don't I don't I don't really get to that point with people, man. I don't I don't have folks that I, I you know. I, I everybody that's around me are people that's supposed to be around me. You don't even let it get close to stuff. No, nah, I don't let it get close to that. We we try to get through that. We try to we try to have good conversation and communication to get past that. That's a passing grade. That is a passing grade. Shout out to Zay. Happy birthday to you in a week, man. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, thank you. You're gonna be bowling out. Hey, what you gonna get some you gonna get some good what? Some good bump. There we go. Yeah, good bump. Good yeah. bump. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Man, I love when uh, your your kids are in here. Great Have you met kids. Ryan before? Yes, I've met Ryan before. Sure. Yeah, I've met Ryan. She's hanging out in here. Yeah. Like, they just model citizen. They got their book bags on. Yeah. No, they, they, they don't have that dragon. He's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They love that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just using the words over yeah, yeah, again, yeah. kids. No, that's that's what job. we're doing around here. Dot, thanks for being in here. Appreciate you all the time, Josh. That's B Dot and B Dot's children. Yep. And that's been Grammar School. Check this out. We're on at five. The perfect blend of sports and pop culture happens this evening at six with the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, let's get this show rolling. Now back to the drive with Josh Graham.
usual questions with Darren Vaught in less than 15 minutes. College football season is about a month away, and I can't recall a better opening weekend for college football in this state. You've got not one, not two, but three meaningful games that first Saturday in different corners of our state. Out east, you got a ranked NC State team facing my Pirates in Greenville, America. Up on the mountain, North Carolina, going to visit App State for the first time ever. The Aggie Eagle Classic, usually a conference game that's played later in the year. Since they're no longer in the same conferences, A&T and Central, they can play in the opener, and they can play in a big venue, and it's going to feel as big as ever at Bank of America Stadium that first Saturday, all these games, on September the 3rd. So I asked BDOT this earlier, and this is also something I put out on social media as well, which atmosphere? Let, let me frame it this way. You got a foreign exchange student in town, and they said they're flying out of the country after the first weekend of September. So they can only go to a game, a college football game, that first weekend. He says he wants the best experience possible. He wants to experience college football in this state, and he can only go to one game. So this is not a fan thing. App State, Carolina, and Boone. ECU, NC State, and Greenville. Or... Aggie Eagle Classic at Bank of America Stadium. Where are you telling that foreign exchange student to go? 777-1600. Let's start with James and Clemens. James, what say you? Hey, buddy. I will tell you without a doubt, it's going to be App State because Carolina coming in to App State is the Super Bowl. They want to beat them so badly. ECU and NC State have done it, and it's great, and it's going to be a good game. And then the one in uh, Charlotte, it's hard to, to really have a great atmosphere when likely the stadium will be half full. And that's not a, a knock on either team. It's just that such a large stadium, it likely won't fill up. And so you need a, a packed house. And the App State game will be packed to the gills. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for the call, James. Don't forget, App did beat Carolina the last time they played. I was standing next to the AD Doug Gillen as Carolina's kick to try and tie it up was blocked. That was with Eli Drinkwitz. Apps also adding, I think, upwards of 10,000 seats, like temporary seating, to watch this game, kind of like they did with Wake Forest about five years ago. Wayne in Greensboro, where do oh, you stand? Yeah, it's definitely up in Boone. Uh, the atmosphere is terrific. This is the most anticipated season App has had in a long time. Uh, they're predicted number one in the Sun Belt. They have their toughest schedule by far ever. And it starts out at home with a big rival, which they like to consider Carolina a rival. Uh, the place was sold out shortly after the tickets went on sale. They'll be hanging from the trees. even Just to sell out, even the Grandpa Jones downtown selling moonshine. He's going to sell out a moonshine. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to sell out a moonshine. Uh, <laughs> it's good yeah, to hear from the you. Old, the old uh, Vanny workshop doesn't hold enough. That's outstanding. Uh, but... Thanks for the call, Wayne. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think 
there are going to be any more Yosefs available for anybody. Make sure they're well-stocked September 3rd. And Wayne, I'm sure they're going to be well-stocked on the moonshine front too. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I've never been to a game in Boone. I'm busy in the falls. I go to a lot of games, but usually I'm pulled in different directions at Wake and with Carolina and watching my alma mater, ECU, once or twice a year. So I just, it's weird. I've seen App State play. I just told you I was at the game in Chapel Hill, but I I haven't seen it from Kid Brewer Stadium. So I look forward to being at that game on September the 3rd. Let's see if we go clean sweep here. We got a couple more real quick that we'll get to. We'll see if we go clean sweep for Carolina and Appalachian State. Shane and Boone, are you going to do what we think you're going to uh, – are you going with the t- uh, the game I think you're going to go with, Shane? Of course. I'm going to I, I cover <laughs> App State. I'm going to cover and say Carolina's going to beat – is going to get beat in the rock. The rock's going to be rocking. We're going to break in a new quarterback for Mac Brown like we did in 2019 with Sam Howell. So, yeah, it's going to be another uh, beatdown of Carolina. But it won't be a blocked field goal this time. I'll say it's going to be a seven-point game with Al winning. I'll write that down. Thanks for the call, Shane. I I think it's going to help Carolina that they're opening with Florida A&M so that their first game's not them stepping into a buzzsaw like a year ago at Virginia Tech. So I – I think I'm probably right now going to go Carolina, but then again, you're talking to the guy who picked Carolina to win the Coastal Division, so I think a lot of them. And don't forget, they actually play at another group of five the week after that. They are playing at Georgia State. So Carolina, you would think, hosting app, hosting Georgia State. No, no, no. Mac Brown going on the road. Very Roy Williams-esque. Is it going to be a clean sweep for App State in North Carolina? John and Walkertown, tell us. No. Hey! You're going to go to you going to East Carolina because State thinks they're Clemson. <laughs> East Carolina thinks they're State, and I don't think it'd be too much of a home field advantage for App because I don't think Carolina's going to show up to the up to Boone. Who's going to win that game so then? Be, East Carolina and NC State. I hope East Carolina does because I'm a Wake Forest fan. There you go. I like that, John. Thanks for the call. I like my Pirates' chances. Call me a homer. I don't care. Mike Houston, I don't know what the spread is, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do with ECU plus the points. Put some money on it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at there. So it didn't. It wasn't a clean sweep. The way that I look at it's this: if you're asking what the best atmosphere is going to be in the stadium, like I think you got to break this down. In the stadium, I think it's going to be App State and North Carolina. I think that's going to be the best in stadium atmosphere. If you're asking what the best tailgate's going to be, with respect to the Aggie Eagle Classic, State knows how to get down. ECU knows how to get down. They know how to party in Greenville. They wear those purple t-shirts with the gold letters that say we've never lost a tailgate, and they're right. That's going to be the best tailgate. Greenville, America, Eastern-style barbecue. I don't discriminate. Love the Lexington style. So let me be clear here. But staying true to the roots, eating Sam Jones barbecue and Bee's barbecue out that way. If you're asking what the best halftime show is going to be, no question about that either. Aggie Eagle. Get those bands out there. It's going to be unbelievable. That's worth the price of admission alone. So I guess what I'm saying is there's no wrong answer here. Just make sure you're watching college football. You're going somewhere. It just, 
it hurts my soul still that Carolina App and NC State ECU, both noon kickoffs, scheduled at the same time. Like, both of those, it's actually a double whammy. You get less tailgating time if you're an App fan or an ECU fan, and you've been waiting years to get those teams in your building. That doesn't just happen every year if you're ECU or App, and in App's case, ever having Carolina in their building. So less tailgating time, that's a blow. Secondarily, though, if you're just a casual fan, let's say you're a Wake fan, or let's say you root for uh, Duke or the University of Charlotte, and you're just wanting to turn on a game that's important in the state of North Carolina, you would think one of those games isolated would be the biggest game of the day. And now you, they're at the same time, so you're splitting viewership that way too? I hate it. Hate it. We got unusual questions with Darren Vaught in a bit. Give me an example of an unusual question we might be answering, WD. Hmm. It might have something to do with ghosting. You didn't come up with an unusual question already? I did. <laughs> I came I came up with it. Oh, it's just a coincidence. Is this a tease or am I revealing the question? Yeah, reveal the question. Oh, I'm reveal gonna ask question. Darren because we we we've gotten into this on air, we've gotten into this off air, and I want to know if it's unacceptable to ghost somebody. Next. Now comes the moment you have all been waiting for. All right, whenever you're ready. This is The Drive with Josh Graham. Darren Vaughn is joining us now. I've got to bring this up. My favorite thing I've seen this week. This song is playing at a karaoke bar. This is Welcome to the Black Parade by... Is it My Chemical Romance that sing this song, Darren Vaught? Do I have that right? I can't hear Darren. Maybe we can fix that in a second. Do we have him now? Yeah, we got him. Hey, Darren. I can't believe you're asking me that. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it confused with Fallout Boy and some of the others of that era. I'm going to... I'm going to forego my frustrations with you and just say, yes, yes, it's My Chemical Romance. Okay, My Chemical Romance. Uh, and there's a video that's on social media that features McCall Bridges of the Phoenix Suns, one of the better perimeter defenders you'll find, one of the best switching defenders in the NBA. And he's at a college bar, Tempe, Arizona. And apparently... Some young ladies trying to belt out the end of Welcome to the Black Parade, and you see behind her singing, hanging out with some college students, it appears, McCall Bridges having the time of his life, standing up on a stool, and banging on the ceiling because he's that tall in support of the young lady and apparently knows the words to Welcome to the Black Parade. It's a very unifying song is the point, Darren. I'm buying a jersey is the point bridge <laughs> phoenix suns bridges i mean assuming they don't trade him for kevin durant but yeah. i'll go where he goes he's my new favorite player mccall bridges darren bott's new favorite player i've been asking the audience this and there are a ton of different responses that i've gotten i didn't think it would blow up the way that it has on social media and we just got a ton of phone calls we're still continuing to get phone calls answering this question which of these three games on September the 3rd will have the best 
atmosphere. It's the opening weekend of the college football season, even though I know technically Carolina's playing Florida A&M the previous week in a week zero game. NC State probably going to be ranked going to Greenville, America to face East Carolina. North Carolina is visiting the Rock App State on the mountain the first time they're ever going that way for a game. And because they're no longer conference mates, it's a non-conference matchup between NCA&T and North Carolina Central, the Aggie Eagle Classic, and it's at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Darren Vaught, how would you answer that? Uh, this is this is coming off of the heels of me working Big South Football Media Day yesterday for ESPN Plus and talking to the A&T representatives from that team about this specific game, the Duke's Mayo Classic, I think is what it's what it's branded as now. Yeah, but same thing forever... as, as like App State and ECU last year. Yeah, so it's it's going to be forever known as the Aggie Eagle. Um, th- th- they're fired up mm-hmm. to play in this game and get it on their schedule so early, get it at Bank of America Stadium. Um <laughs> It's got to be in the mix, right? I think it's between that and being in Boone for for North Carolina at App State. All due respect to uh, your 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 folks in Pirate Nation. The way I broke it down was when you define atmosphere, what's most important to you? If it's what's in the stadium, a caller brought up a good point. Probably not going to be completely packed. 75,000 for A&T and Central. Going to be a really good crowd. A lot of people are going to be there. It's just a really, really big venue. NC State ECU, you know that's going to be sold out. But, you know, given it's a noon kickoff, there are, those fans are known for not getting into the stadium in time. If we're talking tailgate, I think the best tailgate's probably going to be in Greenville, America. Those folks know how to get down. Carolina and App probably the best in-stadium atmosphere. And if we're talking halftime show, I mean, that's not even a question. It's Aggie Eagle. I I think the Aggie Eagle, look, man, A&T and Central fans, alum, nigh, are, are going to show up in Charlotte. I, I think you're underselling. Not the that I know. I'm just saying 75,000, that's... I would say the same thing well, for NC State playing ECU if they were playing at Bank of America. No, I'd say I get the same thing for UNC and App. I get what you're saying about the in-stadium. I'm saying you're, you're underselling the tailgate. I think you – no, no, no. I respect the tailgate. I do. But the folks in Greenville – It's just going to be another Greenville tailgate, though. No, no, it's not. Not with, state, not with state it. in town. Not with state in town. It's not – it's just not the same. And I know that as somebody who's experienced it quite a bit. So Aggie Eagle is Darren Bott's pick, it sounds like. It is. It is. Getting to base up. Getting to baseball. Did you look at the AL East standings? Boston Red Sox fan Darren Bott. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're mm-hmm. Orioles have fine. a winning record and Boston's in last place. I got a text the today. The O's consecutive winning months. Yeah. They've already clinched it for this month. Consecutive winning months for the first time since 2016 for Baltimore. Crazy. Send us your unusual questions. We'll get to them in a second. 336-777-1600 on Twitter at WSJS Radio. I wanted to ask you this because someone heard you were coming on today, Red Sox fan, and they felt like that the Red Sox 
were sellers at the deadline. And I haven't heard a lot of buzz. Like, the deadline is less than a week away. And I haven't heard a lot of buzz, Darren Bott, about what kind of names could be on the move and whether or not your team is a seller. The Red Sox are in this weird spot where they could easily be sellers. But they could also – they've got this – They've got this collection of talent. It's what happens with the higher payroll teams that enables them to, to yes, both have trade assets, but also still have a lot for, for a core. I mean, the, the lineup is really good for the Red Sox. J.D. Martinez is in a contract year. That's a former MVP who is still hitting for average, but not the power that he was even as recently as, as three or four years ago. So I think it, it, they could be a seller in that they're trading away a former MVP, but that doesn't necessarily pull them out of contention. Um, I, it, I think it's going to be a wild trade deadline. Um, all of the buzz to this point has rightfully so been around Juan Soto of the Nationals, who is just 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get to handpick one person to be at the plate with the world series on the line. I think he, he he's at least on the podium for batters that you, you pick and the nationals are hearing offers and he's still got two and a half seasons left on his contract. I mean, it is a, it is a franchise changing trade. If you pull in Juan Soto at this trade deadline for the, the obvious reasons, he's a great player, but also He's young. You've got him through the 2024 season. Uh, so you could potentially, if this, if it's a team that is trying to buy and make a, a playoff push, you've potentially got three playoff runs with Juan Soto. Um, it, if he moves, it's going to be one of the bigger trade deadlines in recent years. Okay. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, man. I, I, uh, I, I've seen some things rumored that maybe he goes to Seattle which is a team sort of on the cusp of making that next big push. Um, it's a, there's a chance he could go to one of the big market teams in New York or LA. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, it's time for unusual questions. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question and it's okay. It's time for unusual questions with Josh Graham. And because Will was scrambling, we had number one on the five things at five involving oh. a ghosting story. So he has a ghosting question now as his unusual question. <laughs> First, Let's get all, to it. I wasn't scrambling. I genuinely wanted to ask this. That's fine. Let's start there. But you didn't know what your unusual question was until. No, I was trying. I could because I was trying to figure one out. Josh, mm-hmm. I normally pick mine on the fly too. See, so, I mean, I. Right. I'm like, Will, I'm better at this than you, but I, yeah. he's got more hours. Than him. Unusual. Yeah. Okay. Question. So there was a story from CNN that there is a house bill that somebody is exploring, trying to argue ghosting is a form of emotional abuse and should, in some circumstances, could warrant legal action if you were to ghost somebody what's the question you have for darren is it okay to ghost somebody because josh and i have gone back and forth on this 
during that segment. My position is there's no excuse to ghost somebody. It's a bad thing to do. And my position is context matters. Like, if you just match with this person on Tinder, see, Darren gets it. Darren gets whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you didn't, so, you didn't so, explain the rest of your situation. The context was we've gone back and forth with some conversations. If you've acknowledged initially that the person exists and you've had a conversation, you don't just ignore that person and act like they're not. But yes, a I conversation. Think. If you've acknowledged them one time, then yes, you warrant telling them something before you just ghost them. I think that is good form to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, look, I understand that to someone you don't even really know, see, to have that kind of, of conversation, that takes a lot of emotional capacity. And I am not self-serious enough to demand that emotional capacity of others. Again, I try not to ghost people, but I understand that it is a, it is a thing that happens. Right. And it does not hurt my feelings if... It, it happens to me. It does hurt my feelings. Situationally, so it matters. Where we're different. I think con- will. I think will. On to something here. Context matters. Also, l- the legality issue is fascinating to me. Like, what what are the the parameters? What are the defined parameters for ghosting? Right? How are they going to determine that? Great question. We'll see how that progresses. Here's my unusual question. I was watching There Will Be Blood last night. Of course. <laughs> this could have been any show. Literally any day that I'm on, that's, that could have been it. Right? I do reference this movie a lot. <laughs> you know what, Will? This is going to be your movie next week. There Will Be Bloods is going to be your movie for I'll next write week. write it down. That's it. He's, by the way, Will's going to watch Godfather Part 1 and 2 tonight. Love it. Yeah, we'll see oh, how Oh, man, that goes. that's a big night. Huge, huge night. Have you thinking, what is the classic movie of the 21st century that decades from now we're going to point to and say, yeah, that movie that's like Lawrence of Arabia that's like oh this this is like Citizen Kane this is Godfather and I think there will be blood given it's probably the best actor of this generation giving his best performance he's like in every frame of the movie and maybe you could argue the probably not the best director but one of the more influential ones after the Scorsese's and the Spielberg's of the bunch. He's in that next generation, that next wave. I think you could make the argument for There Will Be Blood. I think you could. Are you saying, okay, hold on. What are, what are the... Um... Classic movie. of the? What's the movie we're going to point to as, yep, that's one of the greatest movies of all time that's come out in the 21st century. Twenty. Okay, you said twentieth earlier. Nick. Sorry, yeah. sorry about that. Twenty first century. Twenty first. I was like, man, uh, whew, we got a lot to choose from here. Um, another one that came to mind was like Social Network. That's one of the yeah. best movies of the twenty first century. I felt really big fan of David Fincher, um, as a director. But also like the cultural significance. Yeah, I, I think yes. that's going to matter with with whatever movie comes out of this but that's era. also there will be blood like you know yeah people were yeah. comparing that character to uh trump when he ran and people were comparing that candidate like it there's always going to be someone you compare that person to because it's movies about america <laughs> yeah um oh man 
WD, I would love to know your answer. To be fair, I'm probably disqualified from this question, right? <laughs> I'd just love to know your answer. Like, what's the first movie that came to mind? No no shame. No no shame. I, of it. I don't even know movie? what to guess. Now. Well, this, I mean, this, what's the first movie that came to mind? Like, Star Wars. <laughs> but, it's, but that's, I know that's, I know that's the wrong answer, though. Wait, which one? There yeah, are, which like, one? There are a hundred. Just Star Wars. <laughs> now, I could probably answer this from like a TV show perspective. Well, we're not talking TV show. Okay, I'm out. I love you, though. Love you, bro. Darren Bot. What about you? Uh, did you did you guys see Nomadland? That's that's one that came came to mind for me. No. Yeah, that sounds like you though. You you love the depressing movies. Hey, let's go to the restroom on the side of the road because we have nowhere to go. And let's uh you know, you you love Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. It really gets you jacked, excited. There's the, there's the the Amazon worker lifestyle. Piece that that element of uh, Nomadland. Uh-huh. So you talk cultural significance, sort of eye-opening in that regard. Maybe Departed. Yeah, uh, I mean, more, actually, more Jack, realistically, Jack Nicholson's role. I watched that again not too long ago. Jack Nicholson doesn't really, but it was like his second to last movie. He, his accent was brutal in it. Yeah, just <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> And then I read something. Like it. And then like I read that, something where he refused to wear a Red Sox hat on set and in the movie, wild. like it was in the contract. Like I'm gonna play this Southie mobster, and I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna Good wear night. a Red Sox hat. Come on, that's not. He was. He was far past method acting. What's as, your uh, like his bread and butter? What's your unusual question? Uh, so I was on the phone with my mother earlier, mm. and she says, "Hold on, I'm in the bank." So, like, give me a second. I'm walking up to the teller. I'm inside the bank. Okay. I laughed aloud. Mom, what are you doing physically in a bank in 2022? <laughs> I always what? go in the bank. Do you? Okay, so my question is, when was, was the in last a bank time on you Saturday. were? Saturday is the answer to my question. Will, when was the last time you were in a bank, like inside a physical structure? Maybe a year ago. Maybe. Sometimes you got to get stuff done in a yeah, bank, it, man. Like it's like a certain occurrence that you just, have to go to take care of. You know, like you, I'm like merging bank accounts with my wife. You that know? makes sense. That's yes. one of them. Yeah, but you're just talking. I, you're right. I don't know the lot. It. I know people who say they don't even want like an interaction with a teller whatsoever, even through the drive-through. Like, oh no, no, I, I'm just gonna go straight to the ATM. And I could also do this stuff digitally. I don't trust that with checks. Nope. I'm going to physically hand it to somebody. And I'm going to do deposit, it in my car. Man. Mobile deposit. And I'm speaking as someone who mostly gets paid in physical checks from people like all over the place. I'm not and saying you're deposit, wrong. I'm man. just saying I don't trust it. Sorry. My parents still <laughs> physically go to the bank. So I know where you're coming from. Mine do too. That's what I mean. Right. Li- to get little money, old, like little, not- little old Lisa Faye in the mountains of southwestern Virginia was like, <laughs> "I'm walking in. Here's here's Judy. She's my she's my teller. Yes, they know their teller. Yeah, it's like a relationship. Darren, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you guys. That's Darren Bot, USA Baseball High Point. You know him from a lot of things.